Good morning to you. Glad to have you here this morning. Glad to have those who are joining us live stream right now as well. So if you're new to us, then you should know we've been in a sermon series this month. WWJD question mark LGBTQ. What that stands for, what would Jesus do about lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. The Q stands for queer or questioning, depending upon whom you ask. We've had two messages already in the sermon series. In the first one, we asked the question, why are we having this discussion? Why have a sermon series like this? And the answer was, number one, it's culturally relevant. It's probably the cultural issue going on in our country right now. Number two, it's biblically relevant. This is something, something definitely the Bible addresses, so it's legitimate for us to address. And thirdly, it's personally relevant. A lot of people, a lot of families in our congregation, everywhere being impacted by this issue. Scarcely a, a family in our congregation has not been impacted in some way, so it's personal. And then last Sunday in our message, we looked at the six primary biblical passages that deal with this issue. They're very straightforward and direct, and so we looked at those, made some applications, and we also looked at alternative understandings of those passages from homosexual affirming churches, what's the hermeneutic that they use to kind of reinterpret what those passages mean. So both those messages are available on our website if you want to go on the website and watch them or listen to them. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have an interview this morning with Nils and Inge Terringer. Proverbs 19.20 reads, Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Now let me give you a brief introduction here. Both Nils and Inge were once members here at Vera Christian Church. They grew up in the youth group. H.T. Altheiser baptized Nils in 1978 and baptized Inge in 1979. They were married in 1983. Nils has been an elder at Poinciana Christian Church for 20 years. It's over by Kissimmee. Inge has a degree in special ed and elementary ed from the University of Maryland. She is a 1982 graduate of Central Florida Bible College with a degree in Christian ed. She and I graduated the same year from CFBC. She has been the director of children's ministry for 22 years at Poinciana Christian Church, retiring in 2017. Nils baptized both of their sons into Christ at Poinciana Christian Church. Uh, as we progress through this interview, uh, Inge may be a little bit more verbal than Nils, so she might wind up being doing more talking. I said, don't worry about that. A lot of marriages have that same arrangement and so you will understand. Neither one of them has ever done this before. So they might be a little bit nervous, understandably. I told them that they would be among friends here who are for them and who support them very much. I have great respect. I have great respect for any couple that's willing to lay bare a part of their life's journey that is very raw and emotional. And I know that you do too. So let's just show them a little bit of love right now and appreciation for being here today. All right, let me start off asking, how did you find out that your son was gay? How old was he, and uh, how long ago was that, and how did you find out? Yeah, it was the day after Christmas in 2008. Um, our son was 21 years old, Niels Jr. We had uh, been in Vero Beach visiting family and friends, and we went back home. Uh, Niels Jr. told us that he had something to tell us, so we went into the living room. It was at that time uh, he told us that he was a gay man, and that he was willing to answer any questions we had. 
So what was your immediate reaction to him? So before I answer that question, I just want to say that I have essential tremors, and sometimes my hands and head shake, and it can look like I'm shaking my head no, but I'm not shaking my head no. I, do. I won't take anything personally then. <laughs> so, um, our immediate reaction to Nils Jr. when he told us was we both gave him a hug. Um, and Nils's first question was, how do you know that you're gay? And Nils Jr. said he had struggled with same-sex attraction since puberty. And my first question was, um, had, you, had he ever been sexually abused? It was the first thing that came to my mind. And um, we had a very brief conversation, and Nils um, cautioned him to proceed very carefully down this path. And Nils Jr. said that he was going to go out for the evening, and he left. And then uh, we kind of just suddenly found ourselves in what seemed like a terrifying wilderness and overwhelmed with emotion. Had you had any inclination before he told you that, that Nils Jr. might be gay? No, we, we didn't. Uh, Nils Jr. was a kind, caring child. Um, as a youth, he was involved in um, a worship team at at church, he played the guitar. Um, he went on mission trips. He went to CIY. Um, he excelled in his education. Um, so we had no idea. He um, also uh, was a lifeguard, uh, swim, swim instructor. Although he didn't, um, he wasn't a big sports fan. But um, so when he told us. We that he'd struggled. Yeah, when when he told us that he had struggled for for many years um, with guilt, fear, and self hatred. That had to hurt. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, it. How did your relationship with him change after he came out? Um, he. Um, we tried to see him as much as we could and uh, still get together for family uh, gatherings and celebrations and things like that. He graduated from UCF and was awarded a fellowship and then got his master's degree from UCF in film production. And it was during that time that he um, became a, a, an outspoken advocate for LGBT rights and he left his Christian faith and, um, and openly um, denied the God of the Bible. Um, he started supporting. He started supporting the movement. Yeah. Um, advocate. Right. Um, we. Let's see. I, I was going to try to share some other things. He. He. Uh, he told us that he was in, a number of years ago, told us that he was in a relationship, and um, we made the choice not to meet his partner for three primary reasons. One was um, that we've always, always um, cared about his well-being, uh, what we wanted, what was best for him always, and we didn't feel like we could honestly encourage him in a relationship that we didn't think would be good for him. And secondly, uh, we were afraid to open Pandora's box. We didn't know where that was going to lead, what kind of boundaries we would have to set. So it just seemed uh, better to not go there at all. And thirdly, we were overwhelmed, and we thought it would be um, 
wise to protect our own mental uh, and emotional well-being. And um, then, let's see, about um, a year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, Nils and his partner moved to California, to L.A., and so we, we try to keep in touch mainly now through texts. And uh, just over a month ago, we, we got to see him, and we met his partner for the first time at my niece's wedding. Okay, well, what have you done to try to help out Nils Jr. since you found out? Well, the biggest thing we've done is um, just to keep the lines of communication open. And uh, from the very beginning, we used email so that we could um, think about our responses, uh, get what we wanted to convey to him right, and show him kindness. And um, so that's, what, that's how we started out. So you kept the lines of communication open and use email a lot. Now this, speaking of email, I'm glad you said that because I want to mention in your bulletin today, we have Nils and Inge's name and an email address. And so they wanted to make themselves available and moving forward if anybody wants to contact you have some questions, have a discussion, or have some resources, they can do so. So that email address is in there. But I thought that was interesting you said that about that's a strength of email. You can't communicate voice inflection, for instance, or those kind of things, but it allows you to take a uh, to step back and think before you write or you respond and think through your response, and that's a strength and advantage. I thought that was interesting. As Christian parents, would you attend your son's same-sex wedding? Why or why not? We would not, and it would make us very, very sad not to. Um, we would make that decision because we have always wanted to be genuine and real and honest and sincere with Nils Jr. And uh, we don't think that we could sincerely or in good conscience, um, give him our blessing. So you believe your presence there would imply an endorsement that you don't want to imply? Yes. In retrospect, are there any things you might have done differently? No, as, all parents make yeah, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. As parents, we all make mistakes. And um, so we talked to Nils Jr. and said that if there's any mistake we made as parents, please forgive us. And we also went to God, asked his forgiveness. Um, and uh, with that comes, as parents, a sense of failure. So we did, we thought we had failed as parents. Um, and that comes and goes even now. What was Neil's reaction to that? He he still gets mad if if I even bring that up. You know, he he has reassured us both uh, many times that uh, he loves us. He we you know um, he doesn't blame us for anything in particular at all. Um, but the the sense of utter failure is very real. Uh, what resources have you found helpful? as the Christian parents of a gay child. We live about five minutes away from Johnson University, Florida, which used to be Florida Christian College. And um, over the years, numerous people from that campus have um, come alongside our family, helped us in many ways. They've uh, prayed with us. They've uh, 
counseled with us. They've referred us to other people. They've re recommended books for us to read. Um, they've just been really very supportive and very available. We often had to make that, initiate that, because a lot of people didn't know. But once we went in and asked for help, they've been uh, so helpful. Johnson University is a great resource for us. It's the Bible College in Kissimmee. Um, also, speaking of resources, I know one of the books that Nils and Inge recommended to me when I was first doing my research and reading was called Washed and Waiting. And that's a book that's also on your bulletin. It's listed there, the title, and Wesley Hill, the author. Wesley Hill is a Christian who is same-sex attracted, and you know, he tells his story there. It has been as long as he can remember, and he's chosen the path of celibacy, and this has been going on many years now. I read his blog just recently, but that's a, speaking of resources, that's a great resource. There are many books like that. I know you guys have read, read tons of books. Uh, so again, if you're looking for resources, Nils and Inge are, are great for recommendations. So how has this affected your marriage? Well, we've been married 36 years, and thank you. our marriage was strong before 2008. Uh, but with God's grace, it is even stronger today. Many marriages and families are broken apart by this and to never be put back together. So we are thankful. How has this affected your faith and your walk with the Lord? Uh, we've been through other faith life crises. Um, both my parents have died and young when they were younger, and, and that was, um, you know, probably for me, my first experience with real, they were outside of Christ, and so I had to deal with some really hard issues then, but this took us to a, a whole new place we had never been before, and uh, so feeling truly desperate for God, and uh, it's been honestly both terrible and wonderful he uh, God has definitely um, is proving himself faithful and proving our faith genuine let me throw you a ringer I know you mentioned to me one time the concept of the terrible holiness of God you remember that yeah what do you mean by that well uh, one of the things that came about as a result of the emails that we had in the beginning with Nils, actually for a, quite a few years, um, resulted in a, a journal. Um, and I entitled it, Desperate for God, Our Journey Through the Wilderness of Same-Sex Attraction. And one of the things that we had to do was we, we had to look at God's Word and see what does it say, not only about this, but as we journeyed through the scriptures, we just kept, you know, coming across what I call terrible truth. It is terrible. Much of it is, to us, it sounds terrible, but it is either truth or it isn't, and we believe it's truth. Appreciate that. How has the local church been helpful to you through this? Yeah, we, um, we met with our senior minister and his wife, and um, we've been friends for 28 years. They counseled us. They prayed with us. Um, we also wrote letters to our, the elders of the church and the staff and let them know uh, what is happening in our life, in the life of Nils Jr. They uh, pray for Nils Jr. They pray for us. They care about us. So they have been supportive through this. Now, you mentioned 
coming out of the closet and going into the closet in regards to the church? What happened right there? Um, I was on staff. Nils was an elder, and uh, it had been our home church since 1991. Both of our kids were immersed into Christ there, you know, our family. And uh, it was still the hardest place to go um, for quite a while. We, we needed to go. We went. But um, so, yeah, it was... What was your question? Uh, you said when Nils came out of the closet, you yeah, kind of went we, into we the went closet. In. Yeah, kind of a retreat. So what has been the most difficult part of your journey as Christian parents of a gay man? Uh, when Nils Jr. told us that he had struggled with fear and guilt and uh, even sadomasochism, uh, that was excruciating for us. Uh, we had no idea. Um, but when he left the Christian faith, and he was a committed Christian as a kid, um, real love for the Lord, um, he, that, that's been the hardest. What advice would you give to Christian parents of gay children? Well, we, we love Nils Jr. very much. We care about him so much. Um, that yeah. is one Keep thing. the lines of communication yeah. open. Yeah, there, there's a number of things that um, I think we've found were really helpful for us. Um, I think one thing is we, we just, I mean, we were committed Christians and in the word and prayed, but uh, we get up early every morning and we uh, really are, are in a desperate place, we feel, just asking God every morning for mercy for our family, and we read through the scriptures of the, read through the Bible in a year, so every morning we take turns, uh, I'm reading the Old Testament right now, he's reading the New Testament, Psalm and Proverb, and so every year for like eight years, we've done this now since Nils's job lets us get up really early, um, and, and pray, and it has been huge. Um, I don't think we would be sitting here, uh, we wouldn't uh, have the, you know, the, the strength from the Lord. Um, and then it's, um, you know, allow yourself time to grieve. Um, this has been almost 11 years and since Nils uh, came out to us. And for me personally, we all grieve differently, but for me personally, it's been a lifeline to um, be able to cry out to God in uh, weeping and then something I had never personally experienced before, wailing. Um, also, this is a rough journey, and uh, you need to do everything you can to help yourself. Uh, you could easily succumb to depression and anxiety, so uh, be proactive about doing things that are going to be helpful for you, like common sense things like staying hydrated, eating healthy, getting exercise, getting enough sleep, um, don't forsake worship. You need to be among your fellow believers. Um, praise, uh, you know, look for ministry opportunities. And uh, one thing that was really helpful is, you know, you're in this, you feel like you're in this wilderness. So look for the oases. Um, and it can be simple things like taking a walk at the lakefront park together, you know, and... Uh, Oh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, 
kind of try to prepare for the long haul because it, it could take a, a it could be a long while and you want to put on God's armor and you want to resist Satan and um, and just don't give up you know I use the one-year Bible uh, for my daily devotions and I know a lot of people here do as well I love what y'all just shared about taking turns reading that and reading it out loud and, and reading it together great great way for couples to do devotions mm -hmm. together any couple what advice would you give to a young person who believes that they are or might be same-sex attracted here i called it yeah <laughs> um yeah this is really important i mean first of all we would say to them that they're not alone um Every, every single person, every single human being struggles in something. And, you know, struggles aren't equal, but um, we all have fears, we all have failures, we all have um, insecurities and confusions, we all have weaknesses, we all face temptations, we all need help. And our God, the God of Scripture, wants to help. And He created us. And he offers an invitation to us to become a part of his family, to actually belong to him. And um, another thing that is, I think, critical, something that we ha have learned is humility. It, uh, we are prostate, really, before God. Um, and I think we need to tell each other, this is for all of us, that um, be vulnerable. You know, make yourself uh, vulnerable to teaching, to instruction, to correction, to rebuke. Um, all of us need to repent. God calls each and every one of us to repentance. If there's something that God warns against, pay attention to it. And do everything you possibly can to change, to turn. I know uh, Nils and Inge sent me a link to a presentation on YouTube by a woman who had been a lesbian in the, the gay lifestyle for years. And she, she became a Christian and she came out of that. And she said the root, she identified the root of the problem is pride. You know, it's gay pride, but the biggest part of the problem is the pride. Well, that's not just that issue. That, that may sin. be the root of all of our sins. We all need to be humbled before God. Well, finally then, how would you respond to someone who says, you are being unloving toward Nils Jr. because you're not willing to accept or affirm his homosexual lifestyle? Yeah, I said it before, but we, we care about Nils, and, and we, we love him, and we want what's best for him. When, when he came out to us, uh, it, um, it, like you said in your sermon, I think the first sermon was, um, you know, it, it takes being gay, um, takes on a whole new personal meaning, and we felt an urgency, a sense of urgency to get it right and um, be able to respond to him um, in a way that God would want us to respond. And... Um, it, it's foolishness to a lot of people, but we believe um, that the God of the Bible is real. We believe he is our ultimate authority, and 
our core convictions, our beliefs, our values are biblical. Um, like I kind of said before, this brought us face to face with some of the really hard uh, truths in scripture and they're challenging. And, um, but we believe they're from God Almighty and that he knows best and his commands are good and right and they're beneficial and that's when we obey them then we find uh, true fulfillment true meaning true purpose true worth and so when you come across those really difficult uh, passages we all have a choice to make and we can either reject them or we can surrender to them and, and we've chosen to surrender to them with Niels Jr., there is a large separation, but um, we press on in Jesus' name. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, at some point, everybody's faith costs them something. It costs them something dear, and that's, that's the real test and the real challenge in the trial is uh, now at this point in my life, if I'm going to be a faithful Christian, it's going to cost me something dear Am I going to hold true to God's holiness and God's word and faithfulness, or am I going to choose to compromise? I appreciate your faithfulness and the choices that you guys have made, your willingness to be here with us this morning. It's a great courage, and I have mad respect for you, and uh, we just appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Uh, let's bow forward a prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you uh, for this opportunity to be here today to heal hear the testimony of Nils and Inge. We pray your blessing upon them. We pray your blessing also on Nils Jr. And uh, we, th we pray, Lord, that through what they have said, we as a congregation have been encouraged. And maybe somebody has heard something that, that they needed to hear in their own personal life and has been encouraged to always choose your truth balanced with your love and faithfulness to you. In